existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I, oh, oh, oh. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And I'm Reese. And this is Tell and Back Generation Q Edition. Wow. We did it great. Did we? Episodes better. I got distracted. We're thriving. I Every- thought it was kind of impressive that you got distracted during that. Really? Yeah. I, but I, I was still trying. While you did it, I was like, wow, that was ballsy. I would yeah. have done that. Well, here we are with another episode of the Elward Generation Q. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was validating to see that our opinions last week were not, <laughs> <laughs> we were not alone. Seems yeah. like all of you. But a lot of people really liked it. Did they? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I guess I on didn't. The recap, on the recap, a lot of people really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised because this was when I really lost it was mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. yeah. You know, I read some of the comments on your recaps. There's yeah. always like way too many for me to keep up with. But also our podcast episode post, like all the comments were saying that we were right. So yeah, you could hang out in there sometimes. Yeah, that's all, <laughs> that's all I pay attention to. But I was surprised to see that in your recap. Yeah. That, I mean, no one was like, no one said I was wrong. They just were like, you know, Sure. For their personal enjoyment, they like it, which surprised me. Well, yeah. But also, I think it might just be like, if you're a big fan of Finley, obviously, you'd be a big fan of that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, This is episode 309, Quiet Before the Storm. And it is written by Melody Zerlishan, who we've talked about many times. And it's directed by Kate Menig, who nice. um, oh. I think I think we know. Yeah. We know Kate. We, we've heard of Kate. Yeah. <laughs> That's this is our first yeah. directing job. Cool. Yeah. I love when a cast member gets to direct an episode. Yeah. yeah so. And I think Leisha's directing the finale. Ooh. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. Fun. I love that. I would love post Gen Q if Leisha Haley like directed yeah. the movies. I could I'm, see, I could see her filling like a Clea Duvall yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, gap. My reference point was going to be like, oh, kind of like Carrie Brownstein did music and then now is directing. Mm. Yeah. Like the same kind of thing with Leisha Haley. Yeah. They are, they're very. They they have, I just I I was I was being like why do Carrie Brownstein and Alicia Haley have a connection and I realized that it's actually just me in my own little world because I wrote a pilot with a character based on <laughs> Carrie Brownstein and was like Alicia Haley would be perfect for this yeah that's why they're connected through your pilot <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, well I think that Kate did a great job yeah I agree this was a solid episode yeah this episode was. A relief to me. Yeah, <laughs> After I think, I, think I only shouted at the TV yeah. in frustration like three or four times. Yeah, this felt like a normal amount of being. Yeah, like uh-huh. yeah, with a plot it felt line. like the original series where yes. like there's there's stuff where I'm like, uh, but like in general I'm like this follows the rules of of like an episode of television. Everything we've agreed upon <laughs> entering this relationship yes is, has, intact. is being fulfilled. Yeah. Also, a lot of the stuff that annoyed me. Not all of it, but there were certain things that annoyed me but felt true to the characters. Right. Uh-huh. Where I was like, this sucks, but yes. also Tina would fucking do this. <laughs> right. We've talked about that in some episodes, like where it's the difference between being annoyed with right. the script versus just being annoyed with the characters right. that you're watching. It's yeah. so much more pleasant to be annoyed with the characters yeah. that you're watching and not yeah. remember yeah. that there's a script behind them. Right. Yeah. Um, should we get into it? the beginning of the episode did in fact was the most upsetting part of the episode for me. (laughs) I just, what the fuck? Okay. So, um, 
one thing I want to say before we get into that is that the previously on I was going to bring this up too. Um, included the part where Alice in the theater goes, he dies at the end. And since a reminder, um, they went to go see the 1960, whatever little shop of horrors. I was like, it's not really anyone seeing that like would know. So I was like, are they including this because someone who uses he, him pronouns is going to die <laughs> in this episode? I was like, who could it be? They're not going to kill Micah. Like is there, who could they kill? Who could they kill? Um, that is not why that was shown in the previously on. I was just going to get mad about the previously on because it had so many scenes that I enjoyed. And then the things that were in this episode had nothing to do with the thing I enjoyed in that scene, mm. i.e. Kehlani, mm-hmm. Joey Lauren Adams. Right. Like there's an, it's all set up that makes sense, but I got my, my little hopes up just a little bit that yeah. some guest stars would be back or like yeah. that it would be a Sophie sent like a really Sophie centric yeah. episode, which it kind of was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hmm, I've been tricked. Hmm. Speaking but, of trickery. Yeah. The <laughs> opening is very annoying and it is um, like a serious medical drama. And then it's like, oh, it's actually Grey's Anatomy and... Carrie Mystere it, watching it. Yeah. It's not Grey's Anatomy. Oh, well, yeah. I but mean, they say it is. But they right. say it is. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I have to get that out. <laughs> it bothered me both times it was brought up. Uh-huh. It's not Grey's Anatomy. Sure. I believe you. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. The hallway was really empty for Grey's Anatomy. That's not a shot from Grey's Anatomy, number one. Number two... <laughs> They're talking, well, it doesn't matter. I won't get into this, but if any other people who watch Grey's Anatomy watch this episode and we're like, this is inconsistent, the things that they're talking about, find me. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts. I think as someone who's not, you know, like watched the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy when they aired and then moved on with my life, like I don't have like strong feelings. I was like, obviously they're not going to get the rights to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, so sure. I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I understand why you are as a Grey's Anatomy fan are like, um, this is wrong. Right. Yeah. I just don't understand why they did this. Like, why did they end with Finley, like, doing the chest compressions and being in a panic? Like, that's supposed to arouse emotions within us that something terrible is happening. But then we saw right away in the next on that Carrie was alive. And then we opened with Carrie being, like, more than okay. Yeah, I don't love it. And I saw someone comment that, like, Rosie O'Donnell's talked a lot about, like, having a heart attack and heart health Mm. and things like that. And it is one of those things where it's, like, it's this excuse that's used yeah, it doesn't really for like same being like Jamie really wanted to play a cis character where you're like, okay, but one, maybe this is why there shouldn't be only one trans actor or only one fat actor, whatever, like these things. But then also like, I guarantee there are actors who have requested things for their characters and that yeah. hasn't been listened to. So like Kate Manning requested that she talk about Jenny. Yeah. And they so, were like, no, nope. So it still is a choice that's made. And it also like, it's not like legend and carrying Gen Q, Rosie O'Donnell, carrying wasn't a pun, but I realized it was, um, to like responsibility to think about like the nuances of, of queer representation and fat representation and these things. Like that's, there's a writer's room for that. There are producers for that. Like it's so, it's kind like I get it, but it, it's not, that's not a good enough explanation for me. No, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, Rosie's done a lot of things in her life that are right. part of Carrie's character. <laughs> right. You right. know, like, yeah. I mean, heart attacks happen in TV right. all the time. But like, I think the way, like the way it was, set, and sim- I mean, Gigi's car crash to a certain extent where it's this, it's this cliffhanger type thing right. where we're supposed to feel stressed about it, but then we're not. It's just like what, I don't yeah, get it. it it's, feel, it's like an artificial. Yes. Right. It's both cheap, like, narratively and yeah. it's also just really sucks because yeah like 
Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> should not be the fattest actor on the show. <laughs> yeah. Three seasons in, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. And then the way that the episode continues, like, as we've said, Rosie O'Donnell's always a pleasure to watch. And I love, like, Carrie and Misty together mm-hmm. and Carrie and Finley's, like, chosen family relationship is so lovely. But it just really fucking sucks the way that this episode, and I guess we'll keep coming back to this, but it's just, like, all about how Carrie needs to, like, diet and exercise. Like, it it felt, the way Finley is acting is, like, a judge on The Biggest Loser from 2006 (laughs) or whatever. Like, it's so... Right. It's so, like... But they don't say anything about her size or her weight, so I think they felt like it was okay because of that. Like, they're not... It's not focused on her, which is something. It wasn't focused... At least no one was like, you need to lose weight or something. It was focused on her, like, health or whatever. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Which is also accurate. Like she doesn't need to lose weight. So like, right. I think that still, it's still like putting that burden on our only fat character is like really irritating. Yeah. People of all sizes have heart attacks. Yeah. Um, far more fun is that Angie in a post breakup <laughs> haze is reading The Price of Salt <laughs> and watching Fourth Pace Liar, which is oh, um, Marjorie Lewis Ryan's like movie that she wrote fun. and starred in. Huh. Um, that's not available to stream. I'm working on uh, when this pot, the day this podcast comes out, my like updated lesbian movie list will be out and it's not available anywhere, huh. which I'm well, surprised that I don't know. So Angie did, um, Angie downloaded it, torrented, torrented <laughs> for face liar, which there are far better movies that you could torrent Angie. Well, but didn't they do, they did Marjo's play in Angie's high school. So oh, they right. have like a direct that's line fun. coming right. in. Mm-hmm. They have a connection to the playwright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she got it. Maybe she got like a maybe Marja just sent her the file. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, Marja, those Marja the loved the the high school <laughs> production that got done so much that she said yeah, that she stayed in touch with Angie ever since. <laughs> That's really beautiful. But most importantly, she's wearing her sisterhood is powerful T-shirt. Yes, yes. And if we were wondering when are we going to see that again, luckily it is. We're seeing it in a moment of sadness and depression and despair. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being powerful <laughs> means. Being taking sad. time to be sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Taking time for yourself. And you know what a danger is to dating your teacher? Not wanting to go to class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Angie is in like post breakup slump. Her roommate is trying to get her to like rally her out of bed and out of the room. And then. Surprise. Oh my God. Hey. Oh my God. Wait, what are you guys doing here? A much stronger. Surprise. A much stronger force arrives. <laughs> It's Bet and Tina. Yeah, and Bet immediately starts cleaning up, which is <laughs> lovely and funny, and also what I would do if I was in that room. Um, it was funny. I was very happy to see them. Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, I wish I was like, is am I yeah. am I betraying myself? Here? Yeah, but they were cute, and like they had a really. We haven't really seen them get to be like mothers to Angie in a in, in, in a like, way where that's not about them. Right. <laughs> like it was interesting to actually finally see them focused on her. But they also obviously are like concerned about her um, well-being because she seems she seems unwell and she is unwell. Yeah. Because she had sex with a terrible person. We've Um, all been there. (laughs) Anyway, they're going to go to her reading tonight. Yes. And so am I. (laughs) And so are we all. And so we all are. Yes. Everyone loves the student reading. They're always very well attended. (laughs) Big They're also always, in always on the website. Huge auditoriums. <laughs> yeah, huge auditorium. Yeah, they were really expecting a big crowd, <laughs> you know, for that. And speaking of rough days, uh, Shane wakes up naked, which could be good, except that Tess <laughs> is already getting dressed and getting ready to leave. So it feels very much like they are hooking up 
and you know still living together but i mean maybe they're not hooking up are they just living together i don't know if they were hooking up or not i thought they were hooking hooking up up. i feel like if you're not hooking up with your like you're not gonna share a bed and be naked like also they have a big house like yeah they could sleep somewhere else somewhere else Yeah. yeah so i think they're hooking up but it's clearly there is still Tension and Shane wants to talk to someone. Is like, what if Shane we talk suggests to someone? couples therapy? Yeah. And Tess says no, which my big complaint <laughs> about this episode with them is like it made it, it turned it into a thing where like Tess becomes more at fault in the split. Mm. Uh huh. When it's not, that's not really fair given, I don't know, it just is this thing where it's like, well, you know, Tess is drinking again and being erratic and doing this and this. And it's like, Shane needs to grow. Like Shane has fucked up and sucks and the show doesn't quite seem to know who it wants us to be. It's not, it doesn't feel complicated. It just feels like now it's really, I don't know. Um, well, I felt that it was definitely Tessa's fault. Well, yeah, no, I know, but that's what I'm so saying. If that's what the show was feeding right. me. I ate then, it. Right. I ate every bite. Yeah. And also like Tess turning down therapy, which is something that, like, yeah, it makes no sense. If Shane said, asked me to go to couples therapy, I'd be like, we don't even know each other. But like, <laughs> if, if this is what it takes to get you into right. a therapist's right. office, like, absolutely, let's do it. You but know, this had to follow the time honored tradition of the L word Gen Q's insistence on one character introducing an idea, <laughs> another character saying, okay, I'm on board for this idea. And the first character reacting as though that's the craziest thing anyone <laughs> has ever said in their life. Like, right. they love doing that. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Tess has to go meet with the tile guy at the second bar, which I honestly hoped had just fallen into the sea. <sighs> like, I wanted it to just go away. I didn't want to ever hear about the second bar again. That may happen. Meanwhile, Alice is showing Sophie pictures of her cat, Piddles Jr., PJ, which PJ, I was like, PJ. okay, PJ is a very cute name. <laughs> PJ is really sweet. Um, Later, she calls him little PP. <laughs> so, just all, we can go in so many directions with this. And they're getting ready for the season finale of The Alice Show, uh, ending with Rachel Maddow. I know. And for a moment, for a brief shimmering moment, I was like, oh, my God. I put all caps in my notes. I was so excited. Yeah. And then I realized like, oh, yeah, okay. I was like, people are going to flip <laughs> out. Yeah. I mean, even though the video of Alice in the movie theater went viral several episodes ago, it is now going viral again. Well, because <laughs> in a new way, because James Corden <laughs> tweeted it. Because they brought back Alice's random beef with James Corden. (laughs) Right. Of all the things to remember to bring back around, it was her beef with James Corden, who I think probably since this episode was filmed, edited and produced um, and and wrapped. Yeah, has had his own own entitlement. Virality. But that's really funny, actually. They didn't mean for this, but it it layers in a thing where (laughs) the idea in my head is that James Corden tweeted this so that people will stop paying attention to the fact that he's still beefing with the head chef at Balthazar. Like He was like, okay, I I finally have an idea, something that will get them off of me. Yeah. And then it causes a whole like Alice is getting canceled storyline that culminates with like someone bringing up Daryl Brewer, Uh which we all remember who Daryl Brewer is because... Our lives are very tied into the L word. I simply didn't. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you did. no, they I said that, that name, and I said, "Who is that?" And I'm then when they so like happy for you. when she started the next thing and was yeah. like, "So there was this guy." I was yes. like, "Okay, right." I do. It's all coming back to me now. But just the name, no. But like when she when Sophie said the name and Alice was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I when this first was started I went oh god they're doing a canceled storyline and I just was like there's no way this is gonna be done well like even Tar which I think is like 
a very good movie in yeah. so many ways. Like uh, anything to do with cancel culture just falls so flat there. And I did not trust these writers. I thought it worked. I thought it worked I thought too. it was really good. Like yeah. we'll get into some more details later, but I was like, they handled this well. Yeah. Like, and also when I saw the, um, like the episode description, it was like, Alice has to pay like for something she did in her past or whatever. And I saw the preview with Sophie being like, I don't know how to fix this. Like Gretchen was like, what do you think it is? And I was like, I think it's going to be wow. Daryl Brewer. Wow. You're because that was such a big, yeah. you know, yeah. your mind <laughs> amazes me. Um, is it, you know, but one could argue it could uh, have more important things in it, you know, <laughs> you know. than this. Uh, then we go to it, the trail with Carrie and Misty and Finley. Right. Because very nice out. The whole plot is like Carrie, per doctor's orders, has to be able to walk a quarter mile on an incline. Uh-huh. There's a weird subplot here where Finley's like, and if you do it, you can bone Misty, which I was like, weird thing to say to your mom. But yeah. okay. <laughs> and Misty's part of that too. But, Misty's yeah. also like, then we can. Yeah. But yeah. Misty and Carrie get in on it. And then I feel yeah. okay about it. It's just mm-hmm. when Finley is like, yeah. the two of you could yeah. fuck. Well, and then Carrie talks to Misty and's like, I. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I want to take it slow. And it's very sweet. And Misty's like, well, I'm really good at it. So whenever you're ready. And that was a great response. Yeah. They're fun. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that part. It (laughs) It was cute. I also just love them being outdoors. It was very beautiful to see our great city (laughs) rolling before us. Which is currently under (laughs) so much rain. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Well. So Barry is on the phone, right? Oh, right. Yes. With Alice. Um, and they're very upset and they want her to apologize. And Soph is like trying so hard to like manage the situation appropriately. And I think doing a really good yeah. job. I really liked this for Sophie in this episode. Like watching her just be her good shit. at her job. Yeah. I love, I mean, not to be a Capricorn, but it's so <laughs> nice to get like stories in the workplace that aren't people boning in the workplace. Like uh-huh. it's possible to like, have storylines with these characters that isn't like someone cheating yeah you know or someone having sex they shouldn't have not that those things aren't fun but there are other things you can do right and he wants her to apologize and Soph is like absolutely she feels remorse will do it and Alice is like no I don't and then we go to everybody's new favorite couple or at least mine (laughs) Um, Danny and Dre Danny's lying in Dre's lap while Dre writes a song and it's very cute and then they start making out and I went what's gonna interrupt it what's gonna interrupt it (laughs) and very quickly Dre says I love you and then it's like I mean I love what you're doing yeah um and there's a moment and then Sophie calls and Danny's like I have to get this and it's like oh thanks for saving me double interruption (laughs) yeah double interruption why won't anyone have sex on this show. I don't know. Like, what is happening? Why is this show forcing me to be a pervert and be yeah. like, everybody should be having sex? Yeah, more. where yeah. is, what is going on? I don't it's know. so weird. It's very bizarre. It's, it's, I'm just confused. And I would like to speak to the head of Paramount Networks personally. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bummer. Um, I, I would be very curious to know what, what the, what led to that. Like intimacy coordinators aren't that expensive, are they? No, I don't think. Can you imagine if that's what it is? <laughs> then we go to Angie, who's talking to Bella and like nervous that her parents will find out about Hendrix. And then... Yeah. You win. I get to win. You win. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bella tells Angie that she's the best person she knows <laughs> and that she's a total catch. And Bella's face is saying that I was right and there is something here between these two. And I don't know when it's going to come about, but 
It sure is yeah. happening. Bella has feelings. Bella has big, big feelings. And Angie is oblivious. Yeah, oblivious. No idea. And I really thought, oh, good. I thought it was going to happen this episode. I, and I was excited. It really sucks <laughs> where this ends because I thought, I really thought it was going to end with getting rid of Hendrix. Yeah. Hendrix yeah. has gone out of my life. Yeah. But nope. No. They said, they said, yeah, we only have one episode left. But you know what we want to do? We want to keep Hendrix around. Yep. Yeah. More on that later. Um, so, oh, and then Bella, like they call her, they call Bella to go sit with Valentina. Mm-hmm. Where they'll proceed to talk through every single other person's <laughs> reading. <laughs> no one else is getting to do their mm-hmm. reading in peace. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. This is before Shane comes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things that people should apologize for. <laughs> I tried. Um, Sophie brings Danny Perfect. in as like a fixer and like Danny's written hundreds of public apologies, which is like, you know, yeah, sure yeah. Has. she's written. She got somebody to say the right thing about their own child dying of a hair, like of an opioid overdose, even though his company manufactured. The yeah. Yeah. Like if you can do that. Wow. You can apologize for I, outing a basketball player. <laughs> I love Danny season three and I sometimes forget yeah. how bad things were in season yeah. one. Well, now she's using her powers for good. I guess so. If but Alice would only let her use her powers for good. I love good. change. But Alice, yeah, is like, I want to double down. Like, <laughs> Kimmel would double down. And so he's like, Kimmel's not a queer woman. Mm-hmm. And then Alice is like... I don't mean any disrespect by saying this. But you two do not know what it was like to be gay back then. You just don't. You weren't there. Basically, if you didn't watch the original series or didn't remember it in detail, there's like... A sort of recap of what happened with Daryl Brewer. Right. Like she, so she went to this like secret Hollywood party, which by the way, she signed an NDA <laughs> to be, to go into with her girlfriend who was in the army and under investigation under don't ask, don't tell <laughs> and decided and saw this guy who was a famous athlete. She didn't know anything about sports and like filmed him with her flip phone that she was supposed to surrender at the door. And then the next day when he's, he said something homophobic about this other guy who had come out in sports and was like, and it was honestly the most absurd. It was on our favorite news channel, like now news new or whatever. And it was like an inane quote or something like, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team. You know, I don't think that's right. I don't want any faggots in the locker room looking at me or brushing up against me on the court. I don't like gay people. So I let it be known. Oh my God, you little sneaky fag. Oh my God, Tasha. And then Alice made a video where she showed the video she took again at a party where she signed an NDA. Mm -hmm. And also I rewatched this piece and like there's people in the background of the video too, who were also, it was supposed to be like a secret Hollywood. And she is there with a girl who, if her girlfriend had been in the video would have been in huge trouble. Yep. And she did this. She decided to post the video outing him because he had said something homophobic. And the thing is that at the time, no one thought it was a good idea either. Like she's talking about like back then. And I, out of curiosity, I was like, let me see what I wrote about it in my recap that I wrote in 2008. And at that time, I thought it was a terrible idea. Like this was not something that anyone mm, thought was a good totally. idea. Totally. What I liked about it was the idea of... I mean, they're doing an Ellen thing. Sure. But I liked, I liked it also because it felt like something that Alice, given her... I mean, I'm, I'm honestly... The one thing that I wish had happened is that they addressed race at all, because yeah. obviously, yeah. one, it's more interesting and more nuanced. And also it is what would be on Twitter was be yeah, like right. specifically she didn't just out someone. She like outed a, a black, black man. man. Yeah. And 
I wish that that was dealt with at all. Right. Especially um, as she's like lecture this. She's this rich, this white woman lecturing to women of color about how they should understand yeah. her oppression it in just, 2008. It just felt very true to like, a, how old I was supposed to be? Like 45. Or yeah. Like probably. a cis white 45 year old lesbian where it's like, yeah, things were a lot worse for her at that time. And there's probably a level of like righteousness that she feels, even if she like doesn't get it. Right. And I did appreciate that. But I, I wish one that they'd address race. race and two, when Alice is like, you know, him saying like fag on TV and then Danny being like, we actually don't say fag anymore. was like mm. very annoying and yeah. felt like mm -hmm. such like a, like there was actually sort of like a realism to this scene in a way that I found really interesting. And that felt like a, like not even a good joke, but just like something in there without, it was yeah. like, queer people constantly say dyke and fag and like yeah. we're not it's not right. I, it would have been funnier if she'd said like don't say that word in your apology yeah. like you know whatever right. but anyways but, but yeah. like realistically in this conversation they would be talking about race right and they would have been like even just like this isn't a good look for you to be yeah. doubling down on this you know and at the time she got a lot of important feedback that she disregarded like that this man had a family mm -hmm. he wasn't like a politician enforcing mm -hmm. laws you know like you're not just ruining, like you're not just outing this man. You're also causing a great amount of pain to like his wife and his children. And like, you can't just disregard that because like you're upset that he said something homophobic. Right. Although also a, a sort of a through line of the original storyline is that Alice like didn't really seem to realize how famous he was. Right. Hmm. But she gets on the news about it. It's her and Tasha break up over it, but they end up getting back together a few episodes later. Then she gets on the talk and she like semi outs Nikki Stevens. So like, and this is like a pattern and like, and then she's barred from the set of late girls. Like oh, this yeah. is not the first time she's faced consequences for this. And she's still, still is yeah. doubling down. I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. As also her outfit was beautiful. She says to them at the end that she will apologize, which is so not what's going to happen, but she agrees to do it. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who deserve consequences, <laughs> uh, Hendrix is like, you know, has started his reading and he's like talking to Angie through his other students' readings. <laughs> Bold. Um, just another crime on his list. And he calls Angie immature and it's like, no, she's not immature. She is the exact <laughs> mature of an 18-year-old, right. sir. Right. I was so happy they were finally showing this guy to be the creep asshole that he is. And yeah. Angie, like her responses to him were incredible. Yeah. Just choice. Like I was like, Finally, yeah. like now I know, okay, good. The show wants us to know that this man sucks. Right. And then Bella also meets Shane and is like, wow, hot aunt. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. Which is cute. And also Bet gives Bella, is like, <laughs> I have candy in my bag. It's like, that's an old lady now. I was like, how cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, also earlier in the, when they were leaving the dorm room, Bella was like, wow, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Just like obsessed with all the. <laughs> right. So now she's probably feeling even gayer yeah. than she was yeah. before. And now she really wants into the family. Right. I was just about to say the like idea of being queer slash bisexual slash like a lesbian and being like seeing queer other queer women around you who are yeah. older and being like, suddenly I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> suddenly <laughs> I need to be around them as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Imagine if those women were Bet Porter, Tina Knott, and Shane. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you start to have feelings for a girl and then those three walk into your life and sit down next to and offer you candy like yeah. wow you're yeah. like this is the life for me i'm, I'm actually ready to marry <laughs> Angie. thank you so much yeah. wow. i never need anyone ever again <laughs> yeah um bet and shane then have like a nice like talk about tess 
Yeah. Because Bet is now very, you know. Enlightened. enlightened. Evolved. <laughs> yeah, they went um, to couples therapy yes, again. Which Shane makes a joke about is like they have good couples therapists in yeah. Toronto. And Tina sa- uh, says, yeah, universal health care. I would like to say, because I have inside knowledge, <laughs> that Canada's universal health care does not cover eyes, teeth, or mental health. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Canada has problems too. That's something eyes, that I learned this summer. Eyes, teeth, or I mental mean, health. I would like to say that my insurance I pay for also doesn't cover <laughs> right. eyes, teeth, or mental health. So it's not, the U.S. is not good, but yeah. Oh, interesting. But um, also, would t- would BAT be covered in, under universal health care? Just, she's there illegally. She doesn't even have a passport. No, she wouldn't be. And Tina, <laughs> would, be, and, and Tina would be covered by her. I mean, it was a joke. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just letting you know a little knowledge because I'm dating yeah. a Canadian. Um, well, that's important. All of our Canadian listeners will appreciate yeah, that reality yeah. check. Um, but I, yeah, Tina would not have Canadian insurance. She'd have her, like. Employer. Yeah. Murdoch Mysteries. And yeah. Incorporated. Yeah. Um, but just, just little yeah. fun facts there. The end of that is that Shane is kind of like, I don't feel like Tess and I are growing in the same direction or something Mm. sort of vague, but indicating that she's kind of over it. Right. And then Shane sees the professor and that becomes a thing. Which it is, this episode did explain why, I mean, it doesn't explain it because it's not, but in the sense of being like, why aren't they addressing this? They wanted to address it when Bet and Tina were around. But like, the way Angie said her lines should have been different, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, like in the last episode, because there yeah. was because it would have been easy. Like when Shane had asked her, like, where did you guys meet? She'd be like, um, oh, at the right gallery. Right. And instead right. of saying he wants to break, like get back to the end of the semester, because that would be a clue. She would have been like, you know, later, like when we're a little bit older or, or when, something when we've been in college longer. Or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she would be she would not mention the semester. She right, certainly right. would not bring Shane over to the car where the like staff parking passes right. hanging. Right. All of those decisions. I think they also could have had it be a thing where like Bella I initially was, had said like, that's a little whatever. And Angie was like, no, I know, but it's not like that. Like yeah. it could yeah. have been more of a thread throughout this entire season where like there was some acknowledgement from the show and from the people in Angie's life. Yeah. And then Angie was making the choice. Cause that's more, I mean, I don't know personally what it would be like to be an 18 year old girl in 2022. Yeah. Like, having sex with your male professor but like i would imagine that there would be a little bit more awareness and a little bit more like Mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah i think that like that's perfectly fine if angie was hiding it but we should have seen that she was hiding it and we didn't see that yeah okay so then we go to uh (laughs) danny like is running her statement by sophie and so he's like yeah just put it more in alice's voice um, and Alice is oblivious, just like riding around on a little bike, getting ready for <laughs> getting ready for the show. And then Rachel Maddow dropped out. And that Alice gets very upset and is like, all the queers turn on me. And also Alice is in this like evil Knievel <laughs> yeah. like jumpsuit with it's it's just like it's very it's one of those things where like I want Alice to be better than this because I love her, but also this tracks with yeah, Alice yeah. that we've always that we've always known. The part of her that we don't want to see or that I don't want to see because I prefer to just like love her. Yeah, it's also very funny because this, the hashtag is like Alice so entitled and this whole little Uh insert, I was like, if this video went viral. (laughs) Right, and then she's like, cancel the show, which is like, you are not the only person employed by this, you know, like the entitlement continues. But Sophie's like, I'm going to produce this show. Yeah. And I'm I was like, produce yes. Shit out of this show. Yeah. I was so happy. And also like her and Danny working together is cute. Yeah. You know, we returned to the reading yeah, where Angie's doing reading some 18 year old poetry. <laughs> yeah. I chose to sort of, I didn't really, I didn't yeah. want to know. 
<laughs> I, I felt honestly of all the like it's one thing when it's Hendrix and like he's getting published and is like an adult person but yeah. I'm like this feels about what like college freshman poetry mm-hmm. I mean you're no because your fucking poetry you wrote in high school is like good <laughs> but I hate you that's like not normal people um, you know when you have a kid who's in the dance recital and they're like not the best dancer yeah. and so you kind of just sit there being like yeah yeah that's sort of how I listened to Angie's writing I was just like oh my kid's up there doing something yeah yeah and then well, I that, thought I was better <laughs> no I didn't after I wasn't listening but then it's this really funny moment where like Shane is like that's her boyfriend and they're like no that's her professor and then they all <laughs> are like Bella when they when the three of them like <laughs> doo, 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 <laughs> looked at Bella I was like oh no <laughs> She's seeing her world crumble before her eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like, to Bella's credit, she doesn't do, she just, she just goes, uh, uh they're, like, they're like, is that her boyfriend, her ex or her professor? Yeah. I didn't say it in the last scene, but I do just want a little bit of commotion for Jennifer Beale's big glasses. Oh yeah. Oh, I did love yeah. those. Yeah. I did love Amazing those. Amazing choice. Yes. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's thriving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then Tina shouts at <laughs> Hendrix and makes a scene. Hey! Get away from my daughter. I'm talking to you, Professor. Mom, sit down. You're making Don't a scene. Don't speak. What is wrong with you? Which, I, this is one of those times where I'm like, sure, Tina would do this. I'm not <laughs> mad at the writers. But also, Tina? To <laughs> be a little less Tina. Tina was so Tina this episode. This was a big this Tina was like episode. Tina at peak Tina in so many different <laughs> ways, which we'll get to some of the later ones. But she was like, so Tina. <laughs> I felt like this was absurd. She would never do this, but I'll accept it in the world of the L word, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right? Like it depends how much you would hate. never do. You know, like, like someone right. would never. do I would this. say those things to him, but after the show, yes, right, sure, face to face. Yeah, like I mean, you don't sure. want to embarrass your daughter. No, but Tina is Tina. <laughs> so. I'm glad that Tina's back so that we can all remind <laughs> ourselves how Drew feels about Tina. <laughs> I was honest. It was so funny because I used to not be as harsh on Tina as uh-huh. like other, a lot of other people. Like I'm yeah. certainly not number one Tina mm, hater. Like be- other people hate Tina more than me for right. sure. But this still felt Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, whose favorite movie of all time is Catch-22 directed by Mike Nichols. <laughs> Something I think about. Every day. Not every day, but definitely some days. Yeah. Would you say at least weekly? Um, if I'm being, if I was like doing banter and stuff, I'd be like, yeah, definitely. But I think it's probably monthly, mm-hmm. which is still a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah. That <laughs> For is a lot. fact that is from 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of Sophie's like plan, Margaret Cho is hosting. She does not come back for the episode, but no. we also, they allegedly are doing all of this in 45 minutes, which and is fine. I, yeah. I love, sure. I love it. But Sophie's like, we have this gap in the schedule and Danny's like, Dre. What about Dre? <laughs> and then sure. and then they're like, yeah, like that's exactly what Right. Like Sophie's like, yeah, that's like what I want I've always wanted to do, like bring queer talent and do it. And I was like, yes, let's yes. do it. I felt so excited for her because I was like, that's like how I feel about my work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and that's always the dream is that you get this big, like huge platform and you can yeah. bring all of your friends who you know are really talented, but no one cares because they're gay onto your show. I will say that maybe Rachel Maddow wasn't willing to do this, but the move should have been Rachel Maddow does like a 60 minute like <laughs> talk with yes. Alice and they really yeah, like Rachel get... Maddow interviews Alice. Yeah, oh, that yeah. would have yeah. been, I was really hoping yeah. for that. I didn't and, remember and if Rachel Alice Maddow can't was... be like, you know, you don't know how it was back then because Rachel would be like, yeah, I, no, I, really I was do. there. I was I there. Would, well, I... you were on the talk. I was on the streets <laughs> with NPR. We then go to an annoying scene of like, <laughs> of like Finley being like, 
come on, come on, come on. And like getting carried like up this mountain. But I have to imagine if you had a heart attack a week ago, going past your capacity is not a good thing to do. It's not a healthy thing to do. I don't know. I've never known anyone who lived through a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, great point. Um, I mean, I do. I'm sure I do. My thing is that she only has to do a quarter of a mile. And then later they say they made her do a half a mile. Yeah. It's just like, it's so rude. It's also just, if the whole thing is like, it's about health. It's like, this is not right. healthy. Like this is not healthy, but look at the view, but the look at the nice. view and you know, Carrie, take some time to enjoy the view. That's what smell the roses. Yeah. Also, who but doesn't bring real fucking water? View. Oh yeah. Who doesn't bring real? I like when she's like, I like water that's clear, yeah. like everyone else. Yeah. Finley sticking that green powder into her. That's dirty. That's awful. That's uh, awful. I did enjoy when when Finley like says to Carrie, "I love you," not in a gay way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was really gay. funny. I really yeah. love. And that. she's like, "I know what you mean." And then Misty being like, "Carrie, I'm gay for you." Like yeah. that whole exchange was really funny. It is. Also, I would. Yeah. Do you think Kate might be a really good director? I think maybe. I think Kate might be a really good director. It really Something. felt like it was, yeah, like zinging yeah. You know, between people a lot. Yeah. Um, I would be just one sidebar. I would be furious if the girl who like can't cook chicken breasts was telling me about my health and what <laughs> yeah. I need to eat. <laughs> the audacity. Uh-huh. But also, I do want to say another crime against humanity that occurred with this storyline is that in the next on, they made it seem like Carrie and Finley are having like a genuine fight. Like that... You know, mm. and it, they weren't. It was resolved mm. very quickly, mm. as usual, because that's the relationship, and that's wonderful. But it seems to be resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but then we have to go to Tina being Tina and being like, he belongs in jail. Which <laughs> I want another storyline would have loved to talk about race, but no, sure, um, right? Tina has also Tina feeling. I'm gonna get a condo right next to your dorm. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And Shane's like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, yeah, Shane, yeah. good question. And she's like, you guys don't have to know everything about me. Um, yeah. I mean, because like Shane and Bat and Tina are like, you were taken advantage of. And Angie's yeah. like, no, I wasn't. And then calls them all hypocrites, which ah! points were made there. <laughs> so yeah. true. But sometimes but, it's a do as I say, not as I do situation. Right, or learn from my mistakes yeah. situation. Which I guess would require acknowledging those mistakes. Uh, but apparently no one's ready to do. I mean, I but would, Bet's evolved now. So yeah, maybe yeah. she is willing to do that. I mean, yeah. Bet's definitely handling it the best. I would say that like one, you maybe, I mean, obviously Tina just shouldn't have yelled at him in front of everybody, which right, is that's right, obvious. And this, it's just set up for failure to yeah. talk to Angie about this at this point. But then Angie runs off and then Bella runs after her. And Angie's like, they totally misjudged the situation. And Bella's yeah. like, no, they didn't because... Yeah. He did take advantage of you, and also I'm in love with you. She doesn't say that, <laughs> she doesn't say that but that's, yeah. that's in her eyes. You know, you can really yeah. feel it. That is where I hope this conversation was going. Yeah. I know that I can feel that they're building towards it, but I was like, yeah. let's just skip to that part. Let's, I know. let's yeah. cut to the good stuff. But I appreciate, like, because now we see, like, Angie really believes that she's the one in control here because she made the move. Right. And it's like, no, like, it you know. doesn't really matter. Yeah, she was like, he has all the power. And Angie was like, that's not true. And it's like, yes, it is. Look at where you were this morning. Yeah, right. You weren't even going to go to class. Right. You're going to fail this, which, oh, by the way, you're not going to fail this class. This man is going to yeah. give you an A if he knows what's good for him. <laughs> or he's going to leave in the three yeah. weeks before the end of the semester. It was really big of bet to never once say language to Angie because there yeah. were a lot of F-bombs thrown around in this scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really big sign of growth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Angie, Angie doesn't want to go to a nice dinner anymore. No. She's like, I don't want to seem like a kid. Which yeah. is, when you're 18, I do feel like one of the main things is you don't want to be seen as a kid. So I did, you know, 
I get it. Yeah, and Tina and Bet's Tina especially like reaction are like my kid has always been good basically and yeah. followed the rules and this is such a wild departure right. from that that I'm overreacting. Yeah. That all made sense to me and even Angie being bad at lying, I was just thinking about this like she's never really had to lie to them a ton, right. you know? Yeah. Like I guess when well, she was hanging out with yeah, her bad friend. When she was hanging out with her bad friend Jordy, but Who like she never had sex with. Right. Um, despite being high and also bad. <laughs> um, like some there a little bit, but not really. It was basically like, yep, yeah. I've been hanging out with her and they kind of resolved it. I feel like a lot of this is just like yeah. first rebellion, which yeah. I get as a college storyline. I just wish it didn't involve this. Like what if it was mm -hmm. like some frat dude or what if it, you know, like there's a whole bunch of other ways that her moms would be like horrified by yeah. her choices while she's growing. She even, they even could have stuck with this storyline and not spent so much time on it. Like the, the way that some of the Bella scenes were like, it could have, there could have been more of that where like, this is happening. Like Angie is not participating in college life as much because yeah. of this thing that's happening. But we get to see college life. We get to yeah, see right. the like queer people who right. she might be hanging out with. But like, you we know, see we, her like leaving the queer club early. Yeah. Yeah. We see Bella being like, you know, we're having like this cast party tonight. Do you want to come? You do stagehand stuff in high school. Right. Like her being like, oh, I can't. Bella could have revealed feelings earlier and Angie like chooses instead to go to Hendrick. Like there's so many. Or even, even if they, said something about it being weird, weird that she's spending so much time with right. her professor. Like, right. yeah. Or her you know, this yeah. guy, she kind of mentions it offhandedly early and that's really it. Like it's, and that's before she knows that it's Angie's professor, right? right. She's right. like, I never see you because you're with your boy. Yeah. Right. And that's like, once she finds out and she clearly has an issue with it, like that could have come up more. 100%. Uh-huh. We then go to Alice who is, <laughs> can't find Piddles Jr. And at one point says, What am I going to go back to podcasts? Because kill me. And that did bring quite a chuckle to me. <laughs> Alice is unaware that podcasting is actually kind of a lucrative business. <laughs> right. Not for us. Not for us Not for specifically, us. but other people. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like a lot of talk show greats are retiring into podcasting. Yeah. So. If I could just do a podcast every week and that would be my job. Wow. That would be truly living the dream, you know? Um, but she, she can't find, she can't find the cat. And she realizes it's because she opened the window because the litter box smelled because she was leaving not the litter box it? by her bed and not and cleaning not it. I mean, litter boxes enough. always smell in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. In her bedroom is a weird place for that. She's got a big enough house. It could be somewhere much more convenient. Yeah, she could give the cat its own room. Though I will say like, I had this idea that if you had a cat, like your house would always smell like cat based on right. the people I grew up with. Yeah. Once since I've been around the gays yeah. and met cats in queer households, I've been true. in, in plenty of households where like it's just tended to and the, the house does not smell bad at all. Yeah, it's I, possible. It is possible. I've never also, had a cat of my own, but let's just all be really serious for a second and say that Alice has a cleaning lady. Right. Like, <laughs> why? Okay. Right. Yeah. Let's just all be honest with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no. Alice has never cleaned or hasn't cleaned her own place in like two decades Alice since the original L word. Does not change her own duvet cover. No, also, no, right no, she now. no, she doesn't. Um, and then we go to bar number two where Tess is continuing to pound the vodka. That damn vodka travel by vodka. That damn travel mug. <laughs> yeah, in her little travel mug. But at least this time she fucking sprays does some breath spray before Shane walks in. So at least we're acknowledging the reality of life and science yeah. and all of those things. But Shane's like, I haven't been honest with you. 
I don't want a second car. Like, yeah, we know. Like if Tess didn't pick up on that, like, oh my God. And then Shane shares a a vision. A great idea. This is a really good idea. Really good idea. You know what is a better idea than a second bar around the corner from the bar that you already own? Right. I laughed so hard at Shane taking like a really deep breath, being like, I haven't been honest with you. I was like, she gonna reveal that she cheated in another I way. Know, that's and, what I was ready for. And we didn't know. Yeah, and that I was would like, be amazing. And then she was like, <laughs> I've never thought we needed a second bar, like so seriously. It's right. actually the reveal that the reason she fucked Kehlani was because <laughs> she was a hairstylist and she just misses hair it, and right. she a wants tra- to open a, a transference salon. of desire. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to hear that she had been like cheating this whole time because I was like, that would be scandalous. Yeah. But then it was also really nice because I don't think we'd never really seen Shane assert her yes. desires or her dreams or yes. her wants literally ever it's just like she for all of her like i'm this independent badass she, girls just kind of drag her around into their lives you know also the whole mythos of shane and stuff like she's always in a relationship and mm-hmm. usually the other person is deciding like what that's gonna look like yes. or what shane's gonna do even like her hair gigs she kind of falls into them like alice hooks her up with it or it was mm-hmm. like the late girl set or something like so it was cool to see her be like, this is something that I'm passionate about that I enjoy doing, which I don't even know if she's said before. Yeah. You know, besides that, like she's obviously good at it. And what a great idea to have like a, like a hair salon owned by like a queer icon next mm-hmm. to a lesbian bar. Incredible. Amazing. Amazing. I, Perfect. It's so weird to have a scene where I loved half of like, not <laughs> half of the scene, but like literally like the way that Shane was written yeah. was great the way Tess yeah. was written was baffling <laughs> but like I was like yes this is such a moment of growth and I yeah. mean there were things in this episode that like were like nuanced and real and interesting in a mm-hmm. way that we really haven't seen all season mm-hmm. and but then it but then Tess is like this is my dream yeah <laughs> a second bar I love bars more than anything and also like to have a second bar and like <laughs> love bars more than anything <laughs> like, I just love bars and, and she's like, you're so selfish. And I'm like, what? She's like, no one gets to be happy unless you're happy. And I'm like, you haven't cared about what Shane's happiness this whole season. And also, we've just never seen that. Like, yeah, yeah that's never not. really been true about Shane. I, I understand if you're like, you're very selfish. You think you can fuck anyone who you want to. Like, right. okay, I'd be with you on that journey. Yeah. You're or only like a- you make reckless decisions and don't communicate about your emotions. Right. And like you go on these little benders, you know, as like a child. Like, that's all true. But like Shane doesn't think anyone else deserves to be happy if Shane's not happy hell no that's never been true I also don't think Shane is happy Happy. very often (laughs) it's also just extending something that like I don't know where if they're going towards a breakup it just so easily could have started here in the sense of like instead of Tess reacting with anger could have reacted with sadness and like could have revealed that she's drinking again or could have just been like some acknowledgement that this is growth for Shane. Yeah. It just is so, I just, I'm so baffled by like Tess as a character and it feels like maybe the writers are just blaming it all on her relapse, which is boring. And I, but I, I mean, know. she was like her, the whole thing about the second bar, she's been selfish about it from the start and like just, kind of manipulative yeah. about it from the start. So it's right. like, and that was before she relapsed. So like, I don't right. really get, yeah. then they gave her the relapse. They killed her mom. And like, yeah, I just, just I don't really know what's happening here. But then she throws a wine bottle at the wall, Mm -hmm. which is a choice. It was a better choice than what I thought was going to happen, which was that she was going to like pocket it in front of Shane and they were going to have a whole fight about that. And I was like, I I don't want to see that. But just Anna speaking for Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Imagining being an alcoholic, something that's really far away from me. Uh She wasted a whole bottle of wine. (laughs) Like I... 
There's so much like there's so much of that thinking that you have to unlearn when you yeah. stop drinking. But yeah. I will never forget reading in the recovering Leslie Jameson being like mentioning that she would remember when friends like left beer in the bottom of their glasses. And yeah. like that is still something that like if I'm with friends and they leave a little bit of wine in their yeah. glass, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. Drink it. Yeah. Um, so to see someone actively relapsing, <laughs> throwing a bottle of wine, I get she's being dramatic, but I was like, it's a lot of wine right there. Yeah. But also, what the fuck are they going to do that they own real estate together? Yeah. Oh, but I also like that Shane was like, you can run Dana's and I can run the right. salon because obviously Shane doesn't want to yeah. run a bar. And also, Shane shouldn't be around alcohol either. No. You know, like that much alcohol. And also, I would love for Finley to just sweep up the hair and maybe get into yeah. shampooing. Yeah. You know, get out of the bar. And also, like, get away from Tess because obviously Finley and Tess are not let's like, open up working. two salons let's, let's yeah. have no more bars no more bars a roller rink and a salon <laughs> I venture a hot take and say almost zero characters on the L word need to be around alcohol <laughs> like, right that's it's true so close to zero I mean sometimes it's nice if that has a little bit yes. too much you know that's entertaining yeah you know but I like Alice swanning around with like a big yeah. glass <laughs> which she does sometimes uh-huh. it's kind of fun mm-hmm we go back to Sophie getting the whole show together. She's done so much in 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. Incredible. Amazing. Amazing incredible. Stuff. Look at her go. <laughs> um, and Who's that girl? It's Sophie. <laughs> Dre's there and wants to talk to Danny about the whole I love you incident. And Danny's like, I've got to do business at the business factory right now. We cannot address the I love you situation. Uh, right. Then we go to, what's it called? Frosty's? Foster's Freeze. Foster's Freeze. This is a real place. And I think that I was at Foster's Freeze <gasps> on the night that it was being location scouted for the oh, L Word Generation Q. Oh my God. Because I was there a few months ago. Yeah. So picture this. I'm at Foster's Freeze with Lewis and some friends. Okay. There is a person with a like fancy camera and like kind of a video camera too, like walking around Foster's Freeze. It's also night, which yeah. is, we were like, this is so weird. Like, what are they doing? We kept being like, maybe they're like, gonna take photograph like maybe they're like a photographer it's got like all that neon stuff on it yeah. and we could not figure out and i kept saying i feel like they're location scouting to yeah. use this for something they're at foster's freeze in this episode of the Elwood generation when Q. this scene started did you go <gasps> yes I, my, <laughs> all caps maybe i was at this foster's freeze when they were location scouting i was shocked wow wow it was also like a cool hip person who looked mm, yeah. queer like, and i was oh, like yeah Maybe. And so then I was like, well, maybe. Yeah, it was either they were scouting for this or Warrior Nun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In this moment, Bet is being very level-headed and Tina is like, I want to murder him. Right. And Bet's like, we can't kill another black man on this show. (laughs) It's just... It's we've reached... (laughs) We've reached capacity. We've we've done too many already, actually. Yeah. Um, Tina's like, I feel like we're losing Angie. And Bet's like, we are. And that's good. And... Bet Porter. <laughs> the growth. It's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like there's a com- they need to have a conversation with Angie about yeah. this. That's like gentle and patient and yes. understanding that she's and not gonna get maybe, it and telling her that she's too young to understand it is the worst way. Yeah. You know, maybe privately too. Privately, <laughs> yeah, a private conversation. But I like that Bet is like, you know, this is what happens. And they then, grow up. And then they're like being all like cute and ordering yeah. food while like having a little bit of PDA. Okay. <laughs> one of like a potentially toxic trait of mine is despite being like a 29 year old transsexual, there is a part of me that like in this moment was thinking about Alice saying like things were so different back then. You don't understand, mm-hmm. which in that moment it's like, come on Alice. But then 
when watching like Bet and Tina be like all over each other as like somewhat older lesbians, like yeah. ordering a burger. Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, they couldn't act like this during the original series. And yeah. there was something, my heart was a little bit warmed. Yeah. I still had that like knee jerk that I still have from being alive then where I was like, oh my God, you can't just touch each other in public. I had that you know? same. Yeah. I had the same reaction. Where I was like, oh my God, they're going to get like yelled yeah, at or you, something. What are you doing? Like, yeah. And then, and then I had those moments. I was like, oh, right. It's fine. We're, we're okay now. Everything's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I still mean, not everything's fine. I but. still don't do that with my partner in front of people, which maybe I could. I don't know. It's like perception of safety and actual safety. I mean, it's so whatever. That's a whole yeah. conversation, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was cute. It was just something I, I clocked as we go back to Alice, then looking for PJ with chicken on a string, <laughs> and it's like I get it, it's karma, but like karma shouldn't hurt cats. And then meow, cats in the tree. And I, that, I have two things to say yeah. about this scene. The first one is that the most entitled thing Alice does this episode is stand in the middle of the street as if she's not going to be run over. Yep, like she stands in the middle. Of the street. She climbs into someone else's bushes. Uh-huh. The second thing is that as soon as I saw her kitten in a tree, I thought, oh, yeah. she's going to need a firefighter to get that kitten down. Uh-huh. And I know exactly who that firefighter yep. is going to be. I wasn't as fast. Really? I wasn't. Did you think that? So I watched this with Elise and from like early this episode, she was like, Tosh is going to come back. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then, <laughs> and then when the cat's missing, she was like, Tasha's got, like was so on it and I kept being like I really think it's going to be Taylor I really think that like based on the previously on like Taylor's going to be the person who comes back at the end I kept thinking Taylor was going to pop up too why do you guys have such good spidey senses <laughs> well, I, don't like, I do has. not I mean because I had thought before like how could they bring Tasha back and have her be in a job that's not a cop but is still like you can believe that she got to this job in her journey mm-hmm. of not being a cop and it was right. like firefighter and also that's really hot to be a firefighter sure. So like that, that works. Like we love this for her, but also I, you know, they did, they did talk about her in that last episode in a way that I knew before I saw her face, but I did not know until like firefighters arrived. And I was like, Oh, I was like kitten in the tree. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But I also when she called 911, she's like, it's an emergency. I mean, it's not, it's actually not an emergency. <laughs> but I was like, fi- good, finally someone gets to talk to 911 operator. Just yeah, like that was the most unrealistic all season. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, <laughs> the next scene is Angie going to Hendrix and he's like, did you think, I thought it was, at first they show a box, someone putting things in the box. I thought it was their dorm room and Della, Bella was moving out. I did too. Oh. No. I did And I was not- like, oh. <gasps> I did not think she was going back to talk to Hendrix at all. I thought yeah. she was going home. And when she says, I'm, I think one of her first lines is like, I'm sorry or something. And I was yeah. like, oh, she's saying she's sorry to Bella for like exploding at her. Yeah. Nope. No. She's, it's that man. It's that man. And he's like, I don't need to get fired. I quit because I want to work on my novel or whatever. No one wants to read your novel. And, and also you have like two weeks left in the semester. Yeah. What are you doing? You fucking moron. Also just like, what a jerk. So many people, yeah, what would, an idiot. so many people would want this job to be yeah. like, I quit. And I've been thinking this job is not even right for me anyway. Cause I'm going to write a book. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like your first book did so well, whatever <laughs> you can't drop out to work full time on your book. <laughs> Unless you already have a book deal. Or come for money. Or come for money, which I, I don't know. I don't know anything about this man. All I know is that Angie, for some reason, still wants to sleep with him. And even after their toxic conversation, she still wants to bone this man. Yeah. Because basically he says, <sighs> I've resigned. And so she's like, well, then. Right. Let's get after it. And literally not one person cheered. 
at home for that. I mean, again, like <laughs> I do think now that the show's acknowledged, it's, I mean, I would rather them do other things now because this has gone on for far too long. But it, I at least feel slightly better in my brain yeah. and my heart because they've acknowledged that it's yeah Bella wrong. even Shane mentioned the guys she was like how old is he is right. he like 27 that's when she was like you guys are hypocrites and I was like fair but, but like, also when I was 18 I told my mom I was dating a 27 year old she said well you've always been very mature for your age <laughs> but that's the thing is that 18, like it, it did it didn't feel and I thought you're right I have been <laughs> so true it didn't feel especially given how everything blew up Thank you, Tina. Um, <laughs> it didn't feel unrealistic that she'd still be like hung up on this guy. She also like lost her virginity to him, which like virginity's whatever, but like it is as constructed in our society, like, right. you know, does have a thing, is a thing. I mean, I think she's in a bad relationship that has weird toxic dynamics and she doesn't know the difference yet between like being in love and being in something that makes you feel crazy because it's crazy. Yeah. Despite having dated someone for two years, which is right. a little bit. Right. They're just pretending like Jordy, her cisgender girlfriend of the past, doesn't exist. <laughs> and, and we're going to go along with them, I guess. Okay. So Carrie and Misty are watching more Grey's Anatomy. I just want to say they've skipped like four <laughs> seasons in the interim. The things they're talking I don't want to go into the specifics, but the things they were talking about in the morning and the things they're talking about in the evening, at least as far as I remember, having watched it twice, happen about four seasons apart. Wow. So... Two to four seasons apart. Maybe they're chaotic TV watchers. And <laughs> they're, they're, just, like, and they're like, they're like, no, no, actually, let's skip forward to like my favorite season of yeah. the show. They've got the episodes like on shuffle. She's yeah. just right. picking or, or like Carrie was picking up that like Misty didn't seem to like it that much. And then was like, well, let's go forward to this other season. Maybe you like that part better. <laughs> yeah. Because you care so deeply. It's like giving birth in front yeah. of somebody, showing them a show you like. I just really appreciate this representation that I felt was really true to my life, my yeah. lesbian life. Yes. <laughs> going on a hike, watching Hulu, making out and talking about our feelings as yeah. like a typical weekend day. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm, yep. yeah. Accurate. Accurate. Lovely. A juice involved in there somewhere, you know, I don't know. Some water. <laughs> um, maybe even some clear water. If you're maybe lucky. even some clear water for, for as a treat. So yeah, the magnitude of all that Carrie has been through this like week has right. finally hit her <laughs> and she starts crying while they're making out. Yeah. Well, I think first like Missy's, hand starts to like go down towards genitalia and i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> i'm just so used to like thank being you. like thank talking you, Dr. about Gregory. so used to talking about like <laughs> trans people and not wanting to like spe like not knowing sure. how like what language someone likes misty's hands start to get sexy yeah thank you um Heavy petting below the waist. I don't know below if any of that's sexier. <laughs> Groin area. Crotch. Uh, you don't think below the waist is sexier than genitalia? <laughs> no, heavy petting. Heavy petting is... It's still sexier than... I think genitalia has to be the least sexy option. I mean, my notes just say Carrie moves Misty's hand down. Gorgeous. Yeah. And Misty down says... Down where? Well, exactly. Towards what? Yeah. Towards what, Drew? Towards what? Towards genitalia. <laughs> um, um, Misty says, are you sure? Genitalia. And Carrie says yes, and then starts to cry. And I also appreciated that representation of like sometimes <laughs> yep. like sex is vulnerable and opens some things up and you've been needing to have a cry and it happens yeah, when yep. you're like feeling safe with someone and yeah. having some sex. But then like, yeah, Carrie talks about like it all hitting her and then they keep making out and they keep, they keep going. And Misty says that neither of them are going anywhere, which is very sweet. Yeah. yeah, that was really nice. I love it. And they start hooking up and then the camera goes away and that's fine. I know Rosie didn't want to do a sex scene. No, that's, and I mean, so I'll allow it. It's so fine. It is once again, why like, there should be more butch characters. There should be more fat characters. Like older it, characters. It's, yeah, it's this, it's the thing where you're like, it's fine that Micah and Maribel are like 
boring and want to like go to sleep by 9 p.m. or whatever. Like that's totally fine for those characters. It's just questionable when it's like, why is your trans character and why is your disabled character the ones that are boring? So like in this case, it's like, it's fine. I mean, this season we don't see anyone have sex, so it's really not even that different. <laughs> but it, it's like, we all know. We've said it. Speaking of not going anywhere, we go to bed and Tina outside of Frosty's and Tina's like, what if we just got married and had a party for our friends? And I just want to say that they already did get married. <laughs> and I don't understand. Again, are we supposed to? Because like, if you've already been married, isn't the conversation that you would start about wanting to get married, maybe acknowledge that you're we getting get remarried because remarried, they've already been divorced. I went back and I checked and this is not something we made up in our heads. They got divorced. Yeah. They were married. I do know people who have like broken up after long periods of time and like had a life together and like referred to it as a divorce, even if it wasn't a f- official divorce. I think they were engaged at the end of season six though, weren't mm, they? Yeah, that's true. And also they're like normies. So yeah, they, they absolutely. And they had a kid. They would have gotten married. And, yeah. Like there's. They would they have gotten married, married like when it, the moment it was legal. Yeah, they would have gotten married in 2015, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Reese, remember when we were at that pride right after uh-huh. gay marriage got legalized yeah. in San Francisco that and was everyone so was sweet. so happy. Everyone was so happy. A lot of people there probably got married really. Yeah. Quick right I mean, I got engaged that. shortly. I think if like maybe a week later. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> Gay um, people shouldn't get married for sure. <laughs> this just in. But anyway. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, right. So, and then in bed is, you know, Tina turns around and bed already has a ring. Yes. She's like, this is what I was going to do at dinner. And that checks out and that's cute. Mm-hmm. And I may have teared up against my will. I was happy for that. I mean, I, it's so funny how Bet went from being a character who I cared so much about to I don't really care about Bet Porter anymore, but I'm happy for that. Like, I truly mm. feel... Like they, they feel like relatives of mine where I'm just like, you know, we are never going to see eye to eye on a lot of things and you're doing your own little thing off to the side and like, I wish you the best, but yeah. there's still a love there and yeah. Yeah. Godspeed. I feel the yeah. way about them as I do about some of my high school teachers who I was like high deeply school, yeah. obsessed with mm. in a like can't really explain yeah. kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now that I'm an adult, I can't explain some of it, but yeah. like, I'm also just happy for them. I don't yeah. feel that intensely about them, but I did once. And so I always want them to be happy yeah. and I, I beam when they beam. I mean, I love them in this episode. Like, and yeah. I thought it was yeah. nice that it shows, you know, you don't have to have a couple be breaking up to have them have conflicts. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, and it this nice. was, and this was pretty sweet. And then, but kindly, Bet had set arranged for fireworks to go off in the sky at this yeah. exact moment. If they're where I think they are, that just means the Dodgers just won a game. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a, that that part checked out to me. There are always just random fireworks going off in LA. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it times out. Um, then we go to Dre singing and like a little montage. And you know what? Danny's instincts off of that one karaoke performance were correct because Dre is actually quite good. Yep. Did I feel as though the, the Dre song was written by the house? Band. Yes. Because it had the same vibes as a lot of the music that's been in. I um, wonder if that was really Carmen singing. They have backup singers, which is right. just, yeah, there's they do so much a, that they've they done. Have a drummer. 40, they've done so much I in know. 45 minutes. Right. Also, I think we're meant to believe this is the song that Dre was writing this morning, right? Yes, correct. And now they're ready to perform it on the Alice show. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Amazing. Honestly, a prodigy <laughs> and they deserve all the fame and wealth in the world. And, and Sophie and Danius are proud of themselves. Um, then, and that's cute. And then we Finley hears Misty and Carrie fucking and starts to look for apartments, which is the right move. 
Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a terrible move. I guess it's not a right move financially. But did I, she's poor. She, she owes. Ha- she, she wants she to go to insists, back to school. She, she wants to pay out. She owes Alice for rehab. Money for rehab. You have a she owes parental figure who's like you can stay and live in my is, wonderful, beautiful house for free indefinitely. Like if you were going did back Carrie to school, say that. I mean, I think it's implied. Okay, I guess I was thinking more of like that. Carrie might want her own space. Yeah, they're like yeah, Finley's kind fair. of imposing, but there. I mean, I've looked at apartments. There's yeah. not. It's, <laughs> it's not great out there. Let me tell you. Right, but I'm sure that googling LA apartments is definitely your first step mm-hmm. in finding one. I think Finley needs to go on like one of those Facebook groups that's like queer housing and find yeah. a house with like three roommates uh-huh. and yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, you just bought a car. Oh, like yeah. you have a whole room. I don't, I don't you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you maybe freeload, but I, I have a feeling that they're going to, that uh, they're going to have Finley getting her own apartment next. Maybe I just want her to live with Carrie because I like their <laughs> Well, dynamic. it's fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love the chosen family vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, we get like a classic oh, yes. end of an L word episode montage for a minute, which is like Angie and Hendrix have, have done it. Great. Um, oh, that was them getting redressed. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I thought she was watching him get undressed, and I was so upset. <laughs> no, no I, I think they, I think it's redressed. Tess is drinking at Dana's and like dancing, dancing. around by herself. Like looks like she's like I, I love bars. Yeah, like looks like the scene that makes no sense from Euphoria when like it was very like stylized alone in the bar dancing. Right. She's done this before. Yes, this exact <laughs> thing. Oh, I don't remember that. I, I don't know that. if she was alone. Like I think patrons were there. But it was that where she was like drunk and like dancing and it wearing was an overhead shot. I feel yeah. like like it was so similar. Yeah. Were we supposed to take cinematic parallels from that? Wow. I don't know. What the parallel were. is that they're doing the same bad storyline <laughs> twice, I yeah. guess. Shane's, um, uh, Shane's packing. Shane, oh, I thought Shane was smelling Tess's clothes or she's smelling her own clothes. Tess's clothes. I think she's packing Tess's clothes up oh. and smelling the dress remorsefully. Right. Right. Which, um, okay. <laughs> sure. And then we get two more scenes, which is post show Dre is packing their stuff out yeah. of Danny's apartment and is like, I have to leave because what I said this morning is true. And well, I'm their, falling for you. Their whole agreement has been that they're going to do something casual. So Dre is basically like, if you don't feel the same, I got to get out of here so that I don't get hurt. I, I do think sometimes you just got to give people time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like people have boundary, like walls clearly like Danny's fault. Like I get it. People are so concerned with, protect- I don't know. I just watching it, with Elise, she was like, I was glad that you waited and let me say I love you first or else I probably would have gotten freaked out. But I truly like it became a joke where like I was waiting and she yeah. knew I was waiting. Would you mm-hmm. be like, I really like you so much. Yeah, like it, was, up the it was it was like a it was like a we like talked about like, you know, it was like whatever. And then when Elise said I love you for the first time, I said, I love you, too. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I shouted. I win. I think do, I said you, I love you too before I said I win. Do you usually do you guys usually say it first or not? That first? was the first time I'd ever not said it first. Yeah, I always say it first. And this is a fun <laughs> fact, a podcast exclusive. I don't think Elise would care of me saying this. She said it to me when we were making stir fry, and I went, "You know, you said it to me when we were making stir fry," and she was like, "Yeah." So I was like, "I don't know, like stir fry is kind of a thing in the lesbian community <laughs> because of Ben and Tina having sex with the stir." And she was like, "I'm." take it back no, she didn't say that but, um, she's like I want off yeah, thank you is, she's like just kidding love actually. fading yeah anyway I think Dre's being stupid I think that but I think Danny does love them and is going to say I love you yeah and I mean also it's been like two weeks it's been yeah. t- like calm down yeah, yeah calm down they're the one who has uh, like a 
sort of girlfriend back yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Also, this conversation could just be, I mean, this is the L word and this is the kind of stuff I like being mad about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this, like, this is like defies human behavior, but like in a fun way, they could have just been like, I said something kind of crazy. You don't have to say that back, but like, I'm very in this actually. I yeah. know we yeah. said it was going to be casual. It's not. Yeah. yeah. That's really all the conversation yeah. needs to be, but I love the drama anyway. And yeah, Danny is like falling. Clearly. Hard. Um, we get a reveal. Oh, yeah. right. So then we go back to the mean streets of Los Angeles and all the firefighters are there and they got Alice or kitten out of a tree. And then those lights kind of come up as like, soon as the lights are yeah. coming up. I said, you see <gasps> her hair. Yeah. <laughs> Cause also they had her, like they had her holding the kitten, you know, mm-hmm. and with gloves on. And it was only like from chest down. I was like, it's Tasha. <laughs> it's Tasha. And then it, and then it went around and then hi, Alice. I watched this episode at like two in the morning and yeah. I gasped so loudly that I was worried I would wake you and Elise or Alex. <laughs> like I was like, I still don't know how sound travels in our home after two years of living in it. And I was yeah. like, they heard me. <laughs> so then Tasha has returned and they have, to me, some of the most delightful banter I've ever encountered. They are immediately bickering. It's great. I know, Alice is like, oh my God, that is so annoying. And it goes back to like, and this was what they were always fighting about, you know? But I was like, this interesting that Tasha's back because Tasha was the one who was there for her during the Daryl Brewer round mm-hmm. one and who also was like, this was terrible. What were you thinking? Right. Was supportive, but also was like, that, you, yeah, had they a literally voice of broke reason. up over it. Yeah. yeah. And got back together, but you know, but I was like, I wanted her to like, my in my imagination, like when I first realized Tasha's gonna be in this episode, like I wanted them to like immediately go to each other, start making out. Then we have a sex scene. Like I was sure. like ready. I was def- I was completely shocked that they were gonna actually start it with them immediately fighting. It was it was very funny. Like I really appreciated <laughs> that as like it's like oh the lighting the reveal and, yeah. it, and it was like oh my god <laughs> yeah so funny. And then the very final moment is the extra eating the chicken the chicken that was on the string because she hands it to the extra. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here, it's and good. And like, she, I don't remember the last thing she says to Tasha. Well, because, because, so they I bicker do. and then Alice is like, I'm, fuck this, I'm leaving. Like, right. I don't After she thanks, she does, uh, walks them down and she thanks all of the firefighters for their service. Thank you very much, everybody, present company excluded for saving my kitten. We're very happy together again. Have a wonderful evening. Heroes. Heroes. Yes. And then she's like, I'm going back home. And then Tasha's like, Alice, wait. And I was like, <gasps> and she yeah. goes, there's paperwork. But there's a moment like when she says Alice, like you see Alice's, she yeah. turns around and her yeah. face is wide open and hopeful. Yeah. And there's also a part. Did I watch this four times? Yes. It turns out I'm deeply invested in Alice and Tasha in a way that I had forgotten. But like, there's a part when Alice is like talking to the firefighters, when Tasha's like smiling and like laugh, like, like, Watching, you know, watching yeah, like, like here she goes, you mm-hmm. know, like in not a not an antagonistic way. Yeah, you know. But then after there's paperwork in, in the background, the 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 extra <laughs> the just eating the thing ate that the Alice- chicken, and I took a, took one big bite and had like wide eyes, like watching the thing, and I was like, excellent work! Shout out to that extra. <laughs> I also was like. There's a man. There was a man filming their conversation. Too. I was worried about that. I was like, Alice, what are you doing? I know. This is not a good look either. You're like yelling at a firefighter. Well, because she's like, no, you, you, you don't can't yell at a firefighter. Any no. firefighter, even if you know them, the context yeah. won't matter. Uh-uh. But she was like, everyone knows that I'm having a bad day. <laughs> everyone in the world knows that I'm having a bad day. And Tasha's like, 
absolutely not. I know yeah. nothing about what you're doing. Yeah. It is uh, It is like such a good choice to have Tasha back for many reasons. But one is because she was the one who would always like kind of call Alice out on being mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you live in a bubble. Right. And so now like. I really hope she's yeah. in. So there's like in the episode description for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Which will be out by the time we... She has say. to be it in says, the It next. says, like, Alice discovers the one is closer than she thinks or something like it's gotta that. that would be Tasha, right? And I was like, it's got, I mean, it's either Tasha or it's Shane. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be wild. I think... Imagine. Or, like, I mean, what, Tess, Sophie? Like, closer than... Right, closer than you think is, like, they're around. They're in right. your orbit right now. I yeah. mean, if, yeah. if Tasha's not in the next episode, I am going to actually physically cry. I would be really sad. I also... I guess t- Taylor's just not a thing. Like, I really thought that Taylor was going to be, like, yeah. a thing. Okay, you can have Bella having a crush on Angie, but you will not I will, have... No, I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> Taylor and Alice didn't really break up. <laughs> I know. I know. But I guess that was leading to this sort of... that right. You know, that she's living in a bubble and she's right, not right. understanding what she's doing. Right. So then... And that's, that's the episode. The episode. They have... So much to do next week. Like I, there how? are so many balls in ben the and air. Tina getting married. They're going to get married next episode. I guess. Yeah. So. yeah. B- the big event. That's the big it. event. Maybe. Big event. Do you know what would be great? Huh? Another time jump. <laughs> it's been, it's been a month. Right. We're past the wedding. Tasha and Alice are wedding dates. Yeah. And Hendrix is going to be Angie's date. Drops out. Angie yeah. needs a date. Bella, Bella steps volunteers. In. Yeah. Um, what other storylines? Well, the so the Shane's opened her salon. The storyline is like Finley and Sophie hook up at the reception. Uh-huh. It's yes. So we it's like the, the description is like something <laughs> no with content. something like Shane and Sophie try to break old patterns. Like Micah and Maribel take a first step on their road to parenthood. Finley takes a big step as an adult or something. So I assume uh-huh. that's getting an apartment. Right. I don't think the description say anything about Ben and Tina, but we all know that like they're going to get married because right. other um, bloggers have talked about that. But like, I- I'm just like, how are they going to do all of this? Like, is it, do we know if it's the same length as the say, usual episodes? Hopefully it's longer. Chunky episode. <laughs> Let's I'm go. ready for a one minute. I'm ready for an hour, 20 minute yeah. episode. You know? It's showtime. They've got, they can do... Given yeah. how long it took them to renew season three, uh-huh. I don't know what, if the ratings have been astronomically better, but like they most haven't. networks have been cutting costs. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode of the L Word is the last episode of the L Word until the L Word old folks home or whatever the <laughs> next like generation of reboots is. Yeah. So I know. I think that's a real, it's so, yeah. I think logically they should renew it because it's, if you're talking about wanting to get new subscribers for a streaming network, lesbians will sign up they don't, for your network. Yeah. If that was the if people who made decisions recognized how much money they could make off of gay people, they yeah. would make different business decisions <laughs> than they do. Right. It's true. I know that it'll be, I mean, it's last season, by the time we got to episode 208, we were like, the show is terrible and I never want to see it again. But they really had a big comeback this, this was, week. This yeah. was a strong comeback. Yeah. The other thing I was just thinking about is I don't know how Showtime works, but I know in my day job mm-hmm. um, that like sometimes if an episode comes in short earlier in the season, like you can buy time for mm. episodes later in the season. Oh, and the musical episode was super short it relative was. to the rest of them. Yeah. I'm thinking, hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with that. Yeah. I just, 
we've had that sometimes where like writers and producers will want a show to be extra long and we're yeah. like, well, you have to lose it from other episodes. Yeah. Or they'll turn in a really short episode and be like, this is great because right. it means we have a few more minutes for something else. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it, is G, are Gigi? Oh, yeah. Is like, Gigi going to come back? Is Gigi coming back? Like, that's the other thing. Like, now I'm like, they don't even have time for that because next they have to do something with Angie and Bella next time. Right. Right. They have to do something with Alice and Tasha I mean, for me personally. Micah and Maribel can literally, their storyline, no something happens in like five seconds. I yeah. bet they get five seconds of the episode. Right. I guess they don't have to do anything with Carrie and Misty. No. That's a bummer, but yeah. there's nothing up in the air there. Right. They have something to do with Finley. Danny and Dre have to decide what they're doing. Sophie will obviously have a storyline. I don't really know what the question mark it, is. Yeah, but. whatever it is, trying to break old patterns. What what I find frustrating is... I air think, pollution. What? I do find air pollution frustrating. The cost but of living too. in Los Angeles. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 100 and whatever dollars on groceries today just, like, killed me. Um, yeah, everything costs, like, $20 now. I'm, yeah. I don't... I don't know how I'm going to sustain... Anyways, that's not what I was talking about. What I was talking about is the fact that <laughs> they're, like if I felt more assurance that like, I don't know, a league of their own was coming back for a second mm -hmm. season or like yeah. some other shows that I like that have queer characters on them and not just queer characters on them, but are like queer centric. If I had more faith that they were continuing, that new ones were coming, I would say like, I think it's maybe time. Like I feel, I think, I think a lot of the problems that Gen Q has is a product of trying to, you know, make up for the past, move forward, encompass all these different generations, all these different identities. And, I, I, you know, if, if, the, if the season finale next episode is just like a really strong season finale with like a Bettina wedding, it sort of does feel like it's important to know when to say goodbye. And that mm -hmm. feels right. The only problem is as much as it drives me nuts, like, the media landscape has changed a lot since the original L word, but when it comes to like an ensemble show mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. queer characters, I mean, queer folk got canceled. Like mm -hmm. we don't really have it. Mm -mm. And so that is the only thing that's like a real bummer. Yeah. It's also a bummer because Showtime is one of the only networks that realized that advertising your lesbian show to a lesbian audience through a lesbian website is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one else seems to want to that, be interested you know, in that including queer as folk you know yeah cruise folk didn't advertise at all i think they did on like i feel like they're on like bus stops and like dropped all the episodes at once i mean they just said all these fucking networks just set their shows up imagine if a league of their own was released weekly like how the hold it would have had <laughs> on i mean yeah. we have yellow jackets but also but what are they the doing now how are they gonna like, how are all these actors and writers going to fit this into their schedule? They've been waiting a year, basically, to see if they're going to be renewed. Right. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, I'm excited for next week. They have a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, on my press account, episode 10 was there. And then I guess they changed their mind and took it back. <laughs> and now I just think, God, I wish I'd watched it. But I hadn't even watched this one yet. So now I just have to sit here not knowing. And it hurts deeply. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tuellenbag Generation Q Edition, one of two podcasts brought to you by Autostraddle.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tuellenbag, and you can also email us at Tuellenbagcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is by the talented B. Steadwell, and our Gen Q logo is by Jax Co. 
This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at draw underscore Gregory. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow the legendary Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we're all here, Autostraddle.com. And finally, to end this ep, let's hear some keywords from our girlies. Three, two, one. Quirky. Quibby. Quintessential. I said quirky. I don't have a reason why, <laughs> but if you give me a second, I'm sure I could justify it. Who was the quirkiest character this episode? <laughs> Alice. Alice in, little, always Alice. Alice in the little evil <laughs> Knievel. Can you? Yeah. The evil can. I want to see her ride that little bike so bad. <laughs> um, I said Quibby. R.I.P. to Quibby. Oh, wow. R.I.P. Quibby. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was a lark. Yeah. Wasn't oh. it? I said quintessential because it's quintessential. <laughs> I, I, I could not agree more, Reese. That's <laughs> so true. It's about Thank time you. someone say it. <laughs> that was I brave of you. I wanted to be brave today. And after Shane pitched her salon to test, I thought if Shane can do that, I can do anything. Beautiful. I can have a salon. Yeah. You could. Yeah. So thank you so much um, for all your time. Yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> you guys, Carol, the, the, the audience, the listeners, the fans, the lovers, the dreamers. The haters. Me, <laughs> the haters. Yeah. If you I'm, hate us, thank you. You're listening. And at the end of the day. That's what matters to that's us. That's what matters to us. That's matters. what matters to Alice. Fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.